and welcome back to Sea Red UK, where quite simply, it's a Chicago Bulls thing. Wherever you're listening, if it's available, rate, review, subscribe, helps us out and ensures you don't miss another episode. I'm Matt, and as usual, joined by Neil. How are you all doing, Neil? Um, I'm doing great, man. Um, good to, to get talking again. Been a, just over a week since we last uh, did one of these, and we weren't sure if we were going to be um, cracking one out for you all today. But uh, yeah, it's good to get talking. Yeah, um, obviously not a lot of Bulls content to, to go over really, is there? So it's trying no. to create the content at the minute uh, and be different from everybody else, I guess. But at the same time, you end up going down the same road as everybody else. So, Well, you know, it's so. slim pickings. It's just, you know, so you have to just pick out what little is there and, and we'll talk about what we've got. That's the way it is. It's just insane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've, we've had quite a bit of uh, content kind of fall in our laps today anyway, haven't we? So, mm. um, some created by, as we'll get into, and some tweeted by other people. And the first bit that we'll get into is a tweet that was put out by Shams about, uh, was it about four hours ago now? Mm-hmm. Um the NBA's competition committee is discussing potential of in-game penalty for flops that would result in technical foul free throw. Trial is possible at Summer League in July. Now, I love that. Love because it. Because I've been saying it for ages that a flop should result in a technical. And it's probably it's going to be quite hard to distinguish, I think. But, you know, because obviously a lot of players play for contact, don't they? And then they go down. Yeah. So it's technically a foul. It's just exaggerated. Right. Um, and, and it's going to be one of those kind of slightly cloudy grey areas. It's going to be a ref's decision on, on the spot, I suppose. Yeah. And obviously the first player everybody went to with it is LeBron. And you can well, LeBron doesn't flop. Exactly, I, I don't understand it all myself. No, he's never been on a team that flops. He doesn't flop himself, <laughs> and he doesn't even know how to flop because he said he's going to have to learn really? at the start of this season. Oh yeah, yeah. Even though he did it in game four against Nuggets or game three or game one or game two or whichever. <laughs> Pick one, anyone, anyone at all. <laughs> There's probably at least one example of it. Yeah, um, and you can see that. When it's him, it's going to be very. We know how he gets refed as it is anyway. Um, yeah. So if it's him, it's going to be hard for the refs to say no. That was that was a flop. There's a tech for you. Because you know that he's going to be straight in the faces and uh-huh. whinging about it. Yeah. And another player who it's going to affect possibly is the current MVP, Joel Embiid. Yeah. You know because. For a big seven-foot guy, you don't have to go down easy. But then, like, as we've said on this before, he has to fall because if it, it saves his knees, yeah. So he's not flopping. He's he's medically allowed to do it. Apparently so. Apparently so. <laughs> uh, which is just priceless. But um, yeah, so I mean, players like Embiid and 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 LeBron are obviously going to be. If they're called on it, are going to be immediately affected. But the big question is going to be: Will 
the officials have the rocks to actually call players like you know the the current standing MVP and King LeBron, you know the the faces of the NBA, realistically speaking, I guess. Um, and I don't know, but I really hope that they do. And it's not just because I have a dislike or a disdain for those particular players or anything like that. Oh, I do. You just this will only work if it is done from the top to the bottom and all the way in between. Um, if, go on. If you think about it, was it last year, last season, when they brought in that rule that it was affecting Hardon and Weasel? Where, <laughs> yeah. you know, playing for contact, won it, basically? Yeah. And it, it altered their game to start with, and then they just went straight back to doing it and getting called, to, you know. Yeah, it kind of but, faded away, didn't it? Yeah, and I, I kind of get the impression that this would be the same, do you know what I mean? Like, they're not going to... It's not going to be done fairly, basically. You know, it's not going to be, um, like, as soon as LeBron whinges about it and says, "Well, I, how can you prove that I flopped?" You know, because I mean, even if you look down Bulls roster, everyone says DeRozan flops, and to me, he's not a flopper. He's a he's a very good actor, and that's the same through every sport. You get people who they play for contact and they go down easy but right when you look back at was it last year or the year before when Yanis did that flop against us where he went down in three stages yeah that's a blatant flop do you know what I mean there was Completely. no contact you know and that's they're the ones that annoy me if there's been a general contact and they've gone down a little bit easy like Demar does yeah it's annoying all they're doing is playing to the rules. They've been contacted. They've gone down to exaggerate the foul to the refs. Um, and Drummond even admitted it himself on uh, a podcast last week or the week before. Um, I can't remember the name of it now, but he was on it with a, an, an ex-NBA uh, player as well. And he was talking about that game. I can't remember which game it was, but he, there's the meme going around where he's got his eyes closed and then the next one he's like peeping out. Yeah, the more he's lying down on his belly and he kind of gives a little look over his fingers to see yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they spoke about that on it and he said, yeah, I went down. He said, I felt a little bit of contact and I, th I thought, right, well, this is my chance now. And he said, I was laid there, I wait for the whistle and then I get up. <laughs> so they all do it, every player does it, do you know what I mean? And they're going to because they get away with it. And But then, like I say, to me, that's a, there's a difference there between... Exaggerating the foul and flopping. Yeah. You know, like the latest LeBron one where he ran into Joker and then, like, fell into the crowd, basically, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, it's like you said about Yanis being a three-part fall. I mean, well, that one was a two-part fall plus a slide. Yeah. And he overdid the slide and ended up paying for it by getting a drink board all over his face. But... But then in the next thing, he, he ran into the ref, didn't he? Was it Scott Foster he ran into? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he on, managed to stay on his feet then. Did yeah, absolutely yeah. <laughs> but, it's I, I I don't know it. I I I love the idea of this. I absolutely yeah. love the idea of it with this. It has to be, it has to be carried out correctly by the officials, like you say. Like there's a difference between contact 
and trying to illustrate to the officials that there was contact. Yeah. Compared to like over dramatizing what has happened. Yeah. Like LeBron or Yanis or Embiid, you know, that, that makes such a point of it <clears throat> where they dive backwards onto the floor with all the theatrics holding their head as if an eyeball is about to pop out at any second. <laughs> or they yeah. intentionally push themselves along the floor or flatten themselves out along the floor. That kind of that kind of stuff needs to stop because like I mean, not to upset anybody, I'll I'll use both its names. Soccer slash football. <laughs> yeah. Um for me, I, I like I grew up watching watching football in, in England and still kind of keep in touch with it a little bit but it got spoilt for me the game got spoilt and ruined for me yeah. with all the diving that came into it yeah that was the same for me yeah and, and and it makes players especially high level players look soft because yeah. they're, they're looking for the slightest not even contact but what could be portrayed as contact yeah. in order to take a dive to gain advantage. And look, we talked about this before, and it's essentially cheating. Yeah. And and it's creeping into the NBA, and I'm really glad that they've decided to at least look at it to try and do something about it. Because it has to stop before it becomes the norm. Because as soon as it starts to become acceptable and the norm, like it is in, in soccer, football, um, it's it's going to ruin it. It will ruin the game. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's for me. It started in soccer, football, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and now it's spreading into every sport. I think we've said all this before. Yeah, we have. Um, Apart from rugby. Yeah, and I mean, even in football, they started booking players for for doing it for diving. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, it's one of them where it's a little bit did he or didn't he? But you know, now they've got VAR to sort it all out anyway, and. Yeah. You know, even like my other sport, ice hockey, it kind of cre- creeps into that a little bit. But the good thing with ice hockey is they can sort it out afterwards because they just smash them into the boards or drop the glove <laughs> them or whatever. So you get punished for doing it that way. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't a foul. This is a foul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I- I'm all for it. And I-, I hope I hope it works. I really do. Yeah, cause, yeah I do too. Like I said, I've been saying for months now that it, that's what it should be and that goes for anyone on Bulls that does it as well you know? yeah no you, it does yeah absolutely you, like... do it, you deserve the punishment <clears throat> yeah so um, alright on to the main part of the uh, the episode now and it, it's going to start getting quite D-Rose heavy I think isn't it yeah you know, it kind of is yeah with the it's next two segments that, we, <laughs> that we've got planned um, the first one is this morning. Um, our guy Brett uh, at Brett Chat Sport, if you want to find him on Twitter, dropped a piece on over at cwedge.uk.com. Go check it out. And it is entitled Let's Get to the Point. And basically, it's obviously talking about Lonzo not coming back next year, which we obviously all know, we've all spoke about. And basically, the Bulls need for a, a point guard, um, which again we've spoken about. Everybody's pretty pretty certain that's one one position that needs to be sorted. 
Um, he does give different options, basically settle on a member of the existing roster, uh, sign a free agent, make a trade, or select someone in the draft, which would obviously require a trade as well. And you know, I won't go too much into what he he actually wrote because, like I say, go check it out. Um, and if you don't agree with it, it go to him, not me. It's his, his <laughs> work. <laughs> Um, so yeah like I say essentially he's basically saying we need to sign a point guard or what do we do with the point guard position mm-hmm. uh, first bit is settle on a member of the existing roster or last year's roster um, when you look down the list obviously you've got Kobe White uh, who we need to re-sign Alex Caruso Ayo Sumo. To Sumu again, who we need to re-sign. Obviously, Zach, not really a point guard, and already signed anyway. And uh, Pat Bev, we don't know what's going on there. He's now trying to talk his way into going back to Houston. You know, good luck to him. Happy retirement. And <laughs> um, obviously, Carlit Jones. <sighs> going down that list. There's no one for me that I want to see starting a point guard. Mm. It's uh, it's not exactly an ideal list for making a selection from. Um, I think we all hoped maybe Io could potentially be it after his rookie year, but I think he proved this last season that he isn't ticking all the boxes in the right place. Um, Kobe is probably the best of those options but like we've talked about before we're not really too uh, upbeat on him as a starter or as a true point and so it's not an ideal list to to work from is it no obviously also in that list is Dale and Terry which Mm -hmm. as we've said before I just to me I see him more working at the three than as a point mm-hmm. but who knows because we didn't see enough of him um, right yeah like you said Kobe seems to be the people's favourite to get it um, and to me could work but you're taking away a lot of Kobe's game I think by putting him there and yeah as we've, you've just said he's not not a legit point guard. No. Um, and that, that's, like we've had the discussions before, that's what we need. It, it doesn't have to be a star player. do doesn't have to be the big name player. It just has to be somebody that can legit play a point, as we yeah. found out with Pat Bev. Um, you know, because essentially it takes the ball out of Zach's hands. And the decision-making. Yeah which we know that that's what Zach struggles with. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've said before, the best version of Zach is catch and shoot or catch and attack. Yeah. And he can't do either of them if he's bringing the ball up the court and mm-hmm. having to make the decisions on where the ball's going. If someone throws him the ball, depending what situation he's in, he knows what to do with it. Whether it's shoot it or drive it to the rim. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, obviously another one on that list is Carlett Jones, and I've just put a video out on Twitter because uh, he he's a one balls player that seems to be constantly in the gym at the minute. Um, obviously, he's not even guaranteed to be back next year, so the the poll on there is: Do you want to see him back? I think at the minute it's kind of going with yes. Um, and to me, they've got to bring him back because it's a small contract. Right. Uh, obviously, it's two years non-guaranteed, I think, isn't he, at the minute? Mm -hmm. A million and some or whatever it was. Um, but he just didn't show anything, really, that you want to play him in the NBA, did it? Now, see, I mean... I know everybody's really excited and high on the fact that he was the G League MVP and he played really well in Windy City. And But the big question mark is, will it transfer to the NBA? You know, I, like we're all hoping that he could be this diamond in the rough. Um, but I don't know that it's going to work. But I'm all in on giving it a shot. Um, yeah, I, I don't see any reason why the Bulls wouldn't sign him or keep him and let him work out more in the big leagues and see how it pans out. Yeah, I mean, obviously we did see him a bit more towards the end of the season in the, the nothing games. Um, yeah. And to be fair, he looked all right, given a, a decent run. But then we saw him in that game against Bucks, and um, he looked like a rabbit caught in headlights, didn't he? Sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Looks a little bit overwhelmed by it all. Um, we saw plenty of garbage time from him. Obviously, we actually saw his first bucket for Bulls, didn't we, out in Paris? We did. Person. Flex. And, um, <laughs> strange flex, but anyway. Um, so yeah, to me, you know, going down the current roster. There's nobody I want to see starting there. And if that's the way that we end up going, I don't know which one I'd choose. Yeah. I mean, I think it it has to be between Io and Kobe for me. Yeah. Real, realistically speaking. Yeah. But like you say, is it doing more damage than good to Kobe starting him? Um, potentially yes and are we going to see rookie year IO or are we going to see second year IO again yeah I mean for me the big problem is with for IO uh, is I think problem's the wrong word and I, we've said it before but it's Demar mm. because you have to take the ball out of his hands that, that's what we want the point guards to be doing is controlling the plays and as yeah. soon as the ball goes into Demar's hands that's it it stops and we get ISO yeah. Demar so obviously to me that's why Ayo doesn't work there because he's not a strong enough character to say as Pat Bev was no give me the ball that's my yeah. job you know so to me that's why I wouldn't want to see Ayo there unless further down the line Demar ends up getting traded Mm -hmm. um, obviously second option sign a free agent and Brett does give a couple of options uh, D'Angelo Russell Fred Van Vliet 
Um, I mean, personally, yeah, I'd take either of them, but I don't mm -hmm. know what it'd take to actually get them here. He does sort of speak about both of them a little bit. And another name he throws up, which piqued my interest because I've mentioned it to you before, was Dennis Schroeder. Mm -hmm. But as he says, it seems like LeBron wants to sort of keep him around in LA, unless he retires, obviously. Um, which isn't going to happen. No. You know, and... You know, just, you're kind of picking someone up off free agency, then you're not going to... It's not going to be a star. You know, and it, they're probably more affordable. And I think that's yeah. the sort of category that Schroeder falls into. Obviously, another one that I've mentioned before is Seth Curry. Yeah. But I don't think he'd be a starter. That's the problem with him, for me. He could start, but I think you're trying to you're kind of getting him in as a shooter more than a, a point guard as well. Well, see, the, the thing is, the situation that we're in, realistically speaking, we need to sign someone who is capable of starting. Really, I mean, yeah. like you say, they don't have they don't have to be a superstar. They don't have to be all star. They just need to be someone who knows their role, plays their role well, and is capable of starting. Yeah, and I mean, I'm going to avoid the other name on the list for now. Uh, yeah, because that's where we'll finish it with, but. Obviously, next choice was make a trade. Now, yeah, we just don't know where that's going to go at all, do we? Um, you know, if you're trading DeMar, do you try and get a, a point guard as part of the package? You know, and when you're talking trades, you, you just don't know, do you, at all? It's just... You're kind of weakening the team to strengthen the team, aren't you? Which... That's exactly it. It's playing chess, really. And, you know, you you either make the right move where you sacrifice something for the better good or you make the right move thinking you're improving things and you can actually end up making things even worse than they are. Uh, standard AK. Hmm. <laughs> That's for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll put a pin in it, as they say. Yeah, and um, obviously his last option was select someone in the draft. And as we've said, that involves trading into it. It does. And obviously big rumours, Scoot Henderson trying to get that third pick from uh, Portland. Okay, not guaranteed, is it? No. Um, and, <laughs> you know, even if we were to get the third pick from Portland... Um, what would we have to give up to get there? That's the first question. But the other point is, I mean, there is no guarantee that Charlotte don't pick Scoot. Now, yeah. it's less likely because of the fact that they already have Lamelo, but it's still not guaranteed that that they will, you know, let Scoot go to the, the three pick. Um, look, it's not like if Scoot is gone, it leaves us with no other options. I mean, it, it's it's quite a deep draft. Is is at least four or five players deep, isn't it? Um, yeah. So, you know, if we did get into the into the third um, pick, we could get somebody of serious value, 
But if we're looking at getting a point guard, it kind of needs to be Scoot. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a, a risky option. <laughs> mm. And going back to the free agency, I purposely left this name off because we're going to have a little bit of a discussion and uh, give people's opinions from Twitter on it as well. And obviously it's a rumour that goes around pretty much every off-season. Yeah. <laughs> and every trade deadline. Yeah, and just pretty much every day for Bulls Nation, I think. <laughs> and that is to bring home Derek Rose. Right. Obviously, they've got a team option on his deal at Knicks for 15.6 million. Unlikely they're going to take that in it. Yeah, and I mean, so they weren't we, playing him for a finish. Yeah. So that would then make him a free agent. And obviously, a tweet went out today from uh, NBA Central. Um, I think the Chicago Bulls make a ton of sense for Derrick Rose in free agency. And then a lot of eyes, and that's come from at Mike A. Scotto. So obviously, as always, sends Bulls Nation into a bit of a frenzy. Yeah. And... Um, Everyone's like, bring him home. So, obviously, we put a poll out. At the minute, it's 82% say yes, 18% are saying no to bringing him home. Uh, our guy, Wayne, sentiment would be good so he can retire a ball, but doesn't improve the team right now. Got to look to improve the roster to get in the playoff picture. Uh, Samadhi, I would love to have D Rose on the team. If we were chasing titles, but we're not. I would prefer he chases a ring elsewhere rather than be on a team that's nowhere near close to title contention. And Kit Vulcanfilter, I think that's how you say it. Bet minimum and yes. So they're the only three comments on, on that post at the minute. Um, I kind of feel like I, I, I agree with all of them. <laughs> you know... <laughs> Getting splinters it, on that on that fence there, are you? Yeah, it's <laughs> you know first off of win that that's kind of like how I look at it is it doesn't necessarily improve the team, you know because what Bulls fans have got to remember is it's not MVP Rose we're getting back. No, of course not. It's Derek Rose that's been sat on the bench not playing for New York Knicks that was becoming in, you know, who's body is battered and bruised and since 2008 yeah you know and I get it I really do I get why people want him to come back you know and yeah you want to see him retire as a bull but like somebody said she does not also want to kind of see him get a ring before he finishes and he's not going to get one in bull with bulls no he's, he's not I, I don't know if he's going to get one anywhere, though, to be honest. I mean... Yeah, yeah, because a championship team won it. Yeah. Does a championship that's, team need him? That's that's exactly exactly it, you see. Um, anyway, that that side... I mean, we've talked about this in the past. We obviously both have love for D-Rose, as, as most Bulls fans would. And... I think as time has gone on and he actually managed to continue a career where it looked like his career was more or less finished when he was 
here in Chicago. I say here in Chicago, like I'm sitting in Chicago. Um, and the reason why we've always kind of said, mm, not really on for Derek signing for the Bulls is because of the fact that he's a risk health-wise. How much are you really going to get out of him now at this stage of his career? Like you say, he's been pretty much sitting on the bench for New York for a while. Um, and the the other thing was we, we often said was it would be lovely to retire him as a bull, but bring him in like they've done before, give him a one or two day contract. So he gets to sign with the bulls, but then he gets, gets to still retire as a bull. And, uh, and we'll talk about the next stage after that in a bit. But this was the first time, and this is from reading Brett's piece, to be fair, do check it out. Um, go on to CredUK.com. Look for his piece um, about getting the point and have a read of it because it is interesting. You know, I may or may not agree with everything that's in there, but I'll leave you make your own decisions on it. But this piece where he's added a little bit about D Rose, it was the first time I kind of took a step back from it and kind of thought, actually, I can see sense in that. And, and the points about it I want to make, right, is, okay, is he going to improve the team right now? Possibly not. More than likely, probably not. However, we know Lonzo's not coming back. Yeah. Management seem to be hanging their hat on the fact that eventually at some point he will come back. Right? Now, it doesn't look overly likely, but if that's the way that management are looking at it, then it doesn't matter whether he is or whether he isn't. That's the way management are going to run the team between now and finding out the answer one way or another. Yeah. So that means we've got at least a year where we are told that Lonzo is potentially going to come back at some point. Derek might be a good stopgap yeah. because we know we're not going to get much more than that out of him anyway. So he might just be the short-term answer that we need. He's obviously limited in the minutes that he can provide now, both because of health and age. Yeah. But we don't need a whole lot of minutes out of him. We just need some solid minutes out of him where it makes a bit of a difference. But his mentorship that he could bring which didn't really exist when he was in Chicago previously, but he has grown as a person. He's learned a little bit more about the way the league works and um, he's got a lot more years under and experience under his belt since that he might be able to impart some of that leadership and some of that knowledge on the younger guys like Io or Dalen or even Kobe at this stage. And that could be very, very, very valuable. Yeah. So that's another reason why I actually think it might not be a bad plan. The other thing is, we know what it's like to be stuck in absolute hell with this Bulls team. And we've had years of depression with this team. And we had a little taster there over the last year or two of hope and enjoyment and positivity after that horrendous all-star game in uh, Chicago where 
the Bulls were pretty much the laugh, laughing stock of the NBA. And they managed to turn it around and turn it around quite quickly. Derek coming in could be that lift, that emotional lift for the fan base, um, for the team, for the players. And that alone could make it worth a punt. So when you put all those things together, it might not even necessarily be about how much he gives you on the floor, more so quality over quantity. And I think at this stage, Derek could be a good option. And I wouldn't have said that previously. Like, I'm not entirely sold on it, (laughs) but I don't hate it. Yeah, no... For me, like as Kit said on the, in that thing, if you could get him on a vet minimum, then yeah, definitely you do it. Do you know what I mean? Because you're not paying him a stupid amount to potentially not play mm-hmm. or play as much. Uh, my, you know, to me, the signing would work wonders for Jerry at least mm-hmm. because it's going to put bums on seats. Yeah, even though it's not particularly needed because we've obviously got the best attendance anyway. Jersey and, sales though. Yeah, so he'd be he'd be rubbing his hands together, wouldn't he, at the thought yeah. of it. It's for me it's the the potential to undo everything that he's already done. You know, the legacy that he's already got, basically. Because you know, obviously, that's what we'll get into in the next bit. Everyone sees him as a legend already. When he really did, he's not done anything, did he? Do you know what I mean? In terms of success, um, and it didn't bring any success. And it's kind of like as if Bulls fans are going to want him to bring success. Yeah. But he's not going to bring success to this team. No, and no, you you have to accept him for what he is now. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. The way. Bulls fans turn it you wouldn't you, I think they'd find it very hard to turn on D-Rose but it'd be very hard to watch them do it as well if that makes sense well they did it before and yeah. then as time has gone on they've kind of forgiven and forgotten which is rare And uh, I just kind of think do you really want to bring him back to what Bulls are now Mm. You know, not in the terms of, you know, because, you know, everybody sort of says, I'll bring him back and we'll win a ring, blah, blah, blah. It's like, he won't. He's not going to do that. He's going to have, I'd say, quite a minimal effect if you brought him back. It is just purely, you, you know, you just bring him back a legend to retire, basically. And he's a shell of him for his former self, isn't he, really? Yeah. And I think it'd be quite quite sad to see. More than anything, you know what I mean? Like because of the memories you have of him as a bull, you're now seeing this version of him where he's clearly not what he used to be. And I, I just think sometimes it's it's better to not the, quite the correct word in his but better to sort of cut your losses it. yeah sort of leave it as it was do you know what I mean 
remember remember what he was, not what he is now, sort of thing. You know, remember the good times we had with him, rather than bringing him back just because it's D Rose. Yeah, well, look, if you if if you do go down the road of bringing him back, you have to bring him back, accepting that he's not the same player that was wearing a Bulls jersey before with the tight hair. You <laughs> you're you're getting dread D Rose, and you might dread what you see but that's what you're going to get and you know he's not going to be the same player like you say he's not and people have to temper their expectations but that doesn't mean that it's going to be a null and void move either I, I do think that there is something to be harvested from it and Seeing as we are in this point of limbo, if we got him at the right price, maybe it's not a bad idea as a stopgap. Yeah. If it, you know, obviously, if we're going to be getting the number three pick, that's a different story. Then this is not going to happen. But if this becomes a possible option as the move or one of the moves, then if it's done right. And if expectations are kind of controlled as much as possible the right way and the narrative is put out there in the right way, you know, by the social media circles then may and media circles, then maybe it could work out. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I'd, I'd say I'm just on the fence with it all. If, if he comes back, yeah, fantastic. If he doesn't, don't yeah, don't yeah. tell me, right? Don't tell me that if D Rose comes back to the Bulls, that you won't be going to DH Gate and looking for <laughs> a cheap knockoff Derrick Rose jersey to wear, or shirt, or something, or a cap, or something with D Rose on it. You'd definitely be interested. Yeah, and then like I say, that just plays into Jerry's hands, doesn't it? If you'd go the legit route with it all. <laughs> well, yeah, only yeah, only if you go the legit route. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, obviously all hypothetical and yeah, but anyway, make sure you head to cridgeuk.com and check out Brett's piece. Yeah, and definitely. With that, I'll send it to you for the ad read before we move on to the next segment. Well, I mean, let's say Derek does sign for the Bulls. Yeah. Where could you go to get your Derek Rose jersey if you wanted to get a Mitchell and S or something legit? You go to Victory Sports UK. Yep. We have our partnership with Victory Sports UK here at C-Reg UK, and we are very happy to still have this going throughout the summer and off-season and into the new season, hopefully. Victory Sports UK is a UK-based sports apparel and equipment store where you can get your NBA and other sporting goods. Get kitted out in your favourite team, uh, gear and rep your squad. And all C-Reg UK group members and followers can avail of a special discount code for 15% off their entire range, including products that are already on sale. Just make sure you're liking and following C-Reg UK on Twitter or become part of the C-Reg UK group on Facebook to receive your exclusive discount code upon request. Visit victorysportsuk.co.uk to seal your victory with Victory Sports UK. Yes. So, the next part we want to talk about, and it's something that 
has been spoke about for a long time within Bulls Nation. Um, but I don't think we've actually ever given our opinion on it. No. And I don't know why it popped into my head today, but anyway, we put out a poll for on Jay's retirement. Um, and basically it was, who would you like to see next? And this is where D Rose comes in again. Yeah. Because he's obviously one that is always spoke about. Uh, the other options that we gave was Joakim Noah and Dennis Rodman and then other, and you could put your own comments in. Obviously, them three players, it's because they're the players that tend to be spoken about. Obviously, Noah more so recently with everything that he's doing. Um, mm-hmm. As it stands, D-Rose has got 57%, Joe's got 9%, and Rodman has 33%, and 1% for other. And I think that was actually a mistake, reading the comments. Um no, I think that was me. Uh, well, someone did put in the comments. So I'll get to that one in a minute. Oh, okay, uh, fair enough. I'll just read a few of the comments that we've got because uh, some people did provide us with some of the names. Um, at Kdog, um, hashtag Bulls Nation C Red. It should be Rodman's first, then D Rose. Rodman made a huge impact when he came to us. He's overdue. Um, Unbiased Bulls fan at Bulls Debo. Rodman should have got his jersey retired when he retired. Uh, at Tay X Mills, all three. Simple one, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one at Ra Bulls, uh, Ryan Alexander, all of them. Um, our guy Brett, obviously, whose piece we just told you to check out. Uh, mm-hmm. Bulls fans older than you and I. Artis Gilmore is arguably the greatest centre ever to play for the Bulls, given he was both a fantastic player and broadcaster for the Bulls. Norm Van Leer also deserves a mention. And he did say about Phil Jackson, uh, who obviously also has a some sort of honour there as well, doesn't he? Yeah, so uh, Phil, Jack- Phil Jackson's name is lifted to the rafters along with Jerry Krause. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he does bring in Tex Winter, who he says mm-hmm. is architectural behind obviously that Bulls dynasty yeah um, our guy Wayne again I'd say retire Rodman's first wait until D-Rose retires from playing before retiring his jersey uh, Damar DMVP brackets PL first brackets 4042 um, how Rodman's jersey hasn't been retired already no one else will wear 91 anyways Uh yeah. At as a as a G eighty one, gotta be this man at D Rose and then put a gif. Uh Sam Bell, our other guy, our other writer. Can it be Joakim so we never have to witness the return of Tony Bradley? <laughs> um Clem Artis Gilmore hashtag fifty three and Norm Van Leer hashtag two. Also because number two is cursed in our franchise. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Bloody Horns podcast uh, I'd retire Luol before I retired Rodman Lou gave us 10 good years and was one of the reasons the team was able to do some stuff post D-Rose injury still mad they dumped him like that uh, one that's just come in is Leek at uh, Mash M I can't say that he's put all three 
Um, uh, at this, oh, this is the one that I was trying to get to before. It's from Mike Jabins. Jib- I really need to learn how to say his name. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> at, the, <laughs> at the only jabs. Uh, accidentally hit other, but I would have voted uh, D Rose. Uh, Giovanni Campos, Rodman, and then Jordy Bulls. He likes his long posts for us. Um, these two. And he's put hashtag one Derek Rose, seven years of bull, three times all star. 2010-11 All-NBA, 08-09 All-Rookie, 08-09 Rookie of the Year, 10-11 MVP, and then hashtag 13, Joachim Noah, nine years of bull, two times All-Star, 13-14 All-NBA First Team, three times All-Defensive, uh, two times First Team, one times Second Team, and 13-14 Defensive Player of the Year. So that's everyone else's opinions. Uh, what's yours? Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting, isn't it, to get people's take on it? Um, I I have to say that the I think it was two, maybe even three people that threw um, Artis Gilmore uh, out there and and Storm and Norman. Um, I I agree, they're names that need to be in the mix as well. Um, few other interesting names that were thrown out there, but. For me personally, and I won't go through, I, I'd put down all the different accolades as well, the same way as Jordy Ball has had, but he's kind of covered everything apart from the fact that Joe Keane was also, um, what, third place MVP um, candidate as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I think what's going to end up happening is before any jersey gets retired, they're going to wait until Derek has finished his career. Yeah. personally and I think that Derek will be the first jersey that goes up um, I mean they've already kind of unofficially said nobody will ever wear number one for the Bulls again um, so it looks like that's definitely on the cards uh, I mean he was MVP so we've had no other player uh, post dynasty um, to get MVP other than Derek so I think that instantly propels him into the number one spot for it. Um, then I would put Rodman the next one. I would definitely love to see Rodman uh, have his jersey retired. The only thing that I think could stop Rodman's jersey from being retired is the fact that he was only with the Bulls for three years. Um, I know I can already hear people kind of going, that doesn't matter, that doesn't matter. All right, I know, <laughs> I get it. I love him. I want to see it retired. Don't get me wrong, but I just think that the franchise, the uh, the team, the front office, the back office, everything would use that as the excuse um, as to why it won't be retired. But hopefully one day we will see it. For me, I'd actually put somebody else in there ahead of Joe Keane. Um, yeah. And that's Tony Kukoc. Yeah. Um. Tony Kukoc was, what, sixth man of the year? Uh, he had countless titles and accolades in Europe before he came to the NBA. Three-time champion. Um, he's still a special advisor for the team. And he was more or less the trailblazer for European players in the NBA, certainly on a successful level anyway. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, for anyone who had the joy of watching Tony Kukoc play, it's that's what he brought me watching him play anyway. It was pure joy. His facilitating, his shooting, and his backbone to take shots was sublime. He was an absolutely fantastic player who unfortunately, more often than not, gets remembered for what happened between himself, Pippin and Jordan just before he became a Bull, as opposed to his actual time with the Bulls, which, um, you know, if you've never watched highlights of Tony playing for the Bulls, if it was before your time, go back, go onto YouTube, Google it, watch him. The guy was an absolute superstar, but he was lost in the sea of superstars around him. Um, and I think Tony Kukoc could potentially be a number that could end up seeing the rafters at some point. Might not be for a good few years, but I do think it will happen. Um, and then you get to Joe, and I I don't think it will happen, but I hope it will happen. Um, I'd love to see number 13 up there. Uh, not for the same reason as Sam, to stop Tony Bradley, because I don't think we'll ever see Tony Bradley ever again. It won't be Stephen Adams carrying him out of the the court if if he tries but i do i do think that number 13 could eventually get there i hope so but i don't know if it'll be for the foreseeable future that's my take what's yours <laughs> <laughs> yeah no for me you know obviously it's a special thing to have your jersey retired or your number retired mm-hmm. hence why bulls have only got four yeah and I quite like that, to be honest. You know, obviously, the first one retired was Jerry Sloan, number four, mm-hmm. back in, what was it, the 70s, they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the original Bull and all that. Mr. Bull. Yeah. Uh, obviously, then you've got uh, Bob Love, number 10. And, you know, for me, obviously, that has an effect on it. It all has an effect on other players coming in because obviously numbers mean stuff to to players. You're right. Um, you know, and you only have to look at this current roster to see that you know Demar Derozan spent his whole career as number ten. Um, comes to the Bulls, has to play number eleven. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you go back at why he selected number ten, is because it was a nod to Kobe. Uh, for Team USA, uh, playing number ten rather than going number eight, like everybody else does. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the whole Comp Ten brand and all that kind of stuff comes from it. So obviously that's affected DeRozan in a way. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, BJ Armstrong, another one. You know, he was wearing yep. the number ten when it got retired, and then when he left and come back, he had to come back as number eleven. Right. You know, so. Obviously, the other retired jerseys, no one's ever going to wear 23. Nobody should ever wear the 23 because nobody's ever going to be as good as 23. Right. Um, you know, obviously, LeBron's tried it. Don't work for him, so he's had to go back to number six. Um, you know, Lowry was 24, leaves, becomes 23. No, it's just, yeah. And then, obviously, Pip with 33 as well, retired. And for me... It's got to be a special player to have it up there. And obviously them four are special players to Bulls. Right. 
Uh, obviously, the first two didn't really have any uh, team success, I guess, is the easiest way to say it. But obviously, they mean a lot to the Bulls franchise. Obviously, mm-hmm. we know what Jordan and Pippen brought. And in terms of the list that's there... You know, I'd love to see Rodman have it retired, but I just don't think that it's ever going to happen. Um, you know, and he's another one that was affected by the number ten being retired, wasn't he? Hence why mm. ninety-one. Um, fun fact, and he, you know, he's kind of made the ninety-one a little bit legendary as well, though, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, name another number ninety-one. Didn't Blake Griffin do it? To honour Ron, <laughs> did he actually well, play ninety one? I think he's ninety one at Celtics, isn't he? Oh, he's but, not really playing much for the Celtics, though, is he? Right, yeah, and it's Blake Griffin. Um, but yeah, it's you know, so to me, you don't necessarily have to have it retired for it to be special, either. And like you say, D Rose with a number one, nobody's ever going to play number one in Chicago again. Mm-hmm. I don't think the fans would ever let it either. Mm. But it's kind of like... You know, obviously... You look around the league at like Lakers and Celtics, how many jerseys they've got retired. And to me, they've gone too far with it all. I mean, obviously, yeah, they've had a lot more success as franchises as Bulls have, but... Yeah, I was going to say. It does, <laughs> does lead to more successful players, I guess. So I think... You know, like you say, I think D Rose is going to be the next. Yeah. Rightly or wrongly. Um, you know, and that's kind of the reason why people want to bring him back. Um, as for Joe, to me, it's what he's doing after the game as well for the City of Chicago that he kind of, you know, this whole one, is it one city league? One city, yeah. You know, and obviously he is. A Bulls legend, um, yeah. But unlike you say, Tony Kukoc, you know, Artis Gilmore, Norm Van Leer, mm-hmm. the list goes on. But then it's kind of like, what are you actually rewarding them for? Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. I, I, to me, I, I just like the fact that there's only four jerseys retired. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. And it, it makes it all the more special and, and more of an honour when the jersey goes up there. You know, you really are forever a bull, you know. Yeah, I mean, because you can get to a point where you're just putting any number up there. Right. And then, like I said, it has an effect on current players. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the way some of these prima donnas are these days could be the difference between them actually coming and not coming, do you know what I mean? It's true. It's true. Yeah. You know, if their brand is built on being a certain number and that number's retired because they got second all defence team or something like that twenty five years ago, it's like, Well, I'm not going there then. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just I think they've just got to be careful with who it is they actually choose. Um But yeah. I'd say out of sort of any of them, it'd be D Rose next. Yeah, let let me ask you this question, right? And it's a slightly different angle on on the same question, 
that we've originally been asking about the jerseys. Out of all the players, the ones we've mentioned there are obviously the, the main front runners. Which one of those players could you imagine at some point at, I don't know, 10 years, however many years down the road, could you imagine having a statue or a bust or something like that somewhere in and around the arena? I say, what the, you mean? The players we've just mentioned, to, to yeah, or, or or any of the players from the history of the team. And well, for for me, there's only one, and that's the Rose. Yeah, that's where I I was kind of going with it. Yeah. Um, so just because that answers the question in regards to the jersey, then for me, yeah. Yeah, we've obviously been from Chicago. Yep. And youngest MVP, all that sort of stuff. Yep. Yeah, I'd go with that. Yeah. There's, on, there's only one that would be deserving or rewarded with that kind of um, admiration and remembrance from the club, and that is D. Rose. And therefore, for me, that answers the jersey question as well. It has to be D. Rose at least first before anybody yeah. Yeah, so um, just quickly go back to bringing D Rose home. There's another comment. It's, oh, the only reason I'm reading that was because it's somebody who does interact with us quite a lot. And okay. It's uh, Ghosty at GGG mm-hmm. Ghosty. Um, I'm just concerned if Derek Rose still has his game, it's going to suck if he ends up like another Goran Dragic and fall out of the rotation. Which could happen. And yeah. he's right. And that's kind of like what I was kind of trying to allude to. Do you know what I mean? Like Yeah. You kind of potentially undo his legacy. Would you though? Know, would you undo the legacy or would you just fizzle out it, of it? It's depends on your generational fans, doesn't it, I guess. True. You know, if you've got a lot of new fans that weren't lucky enough to watch him and then they just see this guy sitting on the bench they're going to have no respect for him. Mm. You know, like like us, obviously we watched him. We know he's not that player anymore. So you just take it as it comes. Yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's that's done now anyway. <laughs> yeah. Thanks thanks for that though, Ghosty. That was a good point to, to put in there. And I hope you got the new uh, Phantom Iam album as well. I'm waiting to get it myself. Can't wait to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're on about. Um, no, he will, though. He'll know exactly what <laughs> Yeah, I know you two have uh, had quite a lot of interactions over music. Yeah, we have, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why, that's why I wanted to read that comment out. Just Anyway. So, yeah, um, that wraps up this episode because I've got nothing else. I don't know if you have. No, I'm all good. Uh, like I say, it was, we weren't going to put it out, but the content kind of fell at the last minute. So, we... Don't aim to be back next week, which is unusual. Mm. Um, not on here, anyway. We have been invited onto another podcast uh, to be Tuesday, I believe. Uh, That's the plan. If, that, if that doesn't come through, then we'll, we'll potentially drop in another episode of our own. But keep your eyes out on the socials for 
where we where there where we will be appearing next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure it'll pique some people's interest. Absolutely. <laughs> Could be a little bit insane. Um, yeah. So as usual, I've been Matt. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Searidge UK. Um, you can find us on all the socials at Searidge UK. And don't forget to check out SeaRidgeUK.com. And you can find me on Twitter at Neil Searidge UK. Uh, once again, as always, we thank you all for listening. Um, especially for our regular listeners, please do spread the word. Get more people listening. We're, all, we're always here. We're going to keep going. And do keep leaving your comments on the socials. We love the interaction and feedback. And join us in the Facebook group too. It's still going to be active. Remember to subscribe and give us the important five-star reviews and to check out all of our latest information and get access to the written articles we were talking about earlier on, as well as other articles that are up there also. Click on CRedUK.com. Until the next episode, which, like we said, probably won't be this week coming, it'll be the week after. Wherever you are in the world, C-Red, go Bulls. It's time for the percolator. Percolator.